You're listening to Tabletop Arcanum, a podcast dedicated to learning and exploring the hobby of tabletop gaming. Your hosts are Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, so sit back and relax as we talk, discuss, and joke our way through the hobby we love so much. Welcome to Tabletop Arcana with your hosts Justin and Ricky. And we're actually recording a little bit early this time, mostly because Justin had a most excellent weekend out in Minnesota. It's true. As we talked before, I had gone on my yearly pilgrimage to the Great North. Not beyond the wall, that would be, you know, Canada, but close to it, Minnesota, uh, to the Fancy Flight Game Center in Roseville. And experienced Arkham Knights for the sixth consecutive year for myself. Um, it was a lot of fun. Six out of nine years. It's pretty impressive. I know we, we did not go right away. I did see it back in the day. I'm like, oh, that seems interesting. But working retail in those years, um, it made it very, very hard to go anywhere in October yeah. working retail. Plus, I was a lot younger and a lot poorer because, I, again, see retail. Fair enough. So, yeah, we intended the ninth annual Arkham Knights. But we should preface that with saying... We didn't go, you and I. You went with our friend Tony, who is one of the ringing champions. I mean, still technically uncontested First champions. citizen Tony. First citizen Tony. There we go. Um, Yeah, he and our mutual friend Ken also, when back in 2012 when we went for the first time, were the team that took down the national championship and had the best score and got a plaque and everything for it. It was a lot of fun. Um, and ever since, it's some combination of the three of us that keep going back. Um, so, a lot of fun. Got to go with him again. Unfortunately, you were not able to make it that time. But uh, we're going for ten years, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, you can't keep me away. I'm really excited. And I'm, I mean, it's dangerous because being a good slash bad friend that you are, I received a picture of the Legion display and salivated a little bit until I realized there were only two things on that display I did not have, which... Right. I need to... Reevaluate your life? Yeah. Someone needs to have an intervention. I know you guys keep posting stuff on the Facebook or sending me pictures of interventions. It's true. But that doesn't hold the same this... thing as having, you know, my mom sit down with me reading me a letter about how of a great human being I am. And how Star Wars Legion has changed my life. Yeah, but on the plus side, there was a couple new releases today. I know. I know, I know, I know, I know. I need to pick them up. I need, well, I feel compelled to pick them up because with Fantasy Flight's release schedule, with their distributing, everything like that, if you don't pick them up right away, you can be waiting six to eight months, give or take have it come back out especially yeah if, it, if it's a popular item like uh leia organa yeah. or something like that yeah it could take them a while for a reprint if they do run out of stock uh, i think they're getting better at the stock levels but mm. it's really hard to gauge because um in the time stream of things they've got to estimate all that before the game even came out of whether it was going to take off and be a smash success moderate success or a bust so it's better than destiny which, I almost relapsed into that today. 
we'll, with yeah we'll talk about that in a yeah. moment it's 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 been good we've had um we're gonna be talking about arkham knights primarily in this episode and and um my experiences what i've learned what i played and uh, a new high score was set uh, by myself and tony over the weekend so it was a lot of fun and I guess we should probably roll right into the role recap. I'm going to hold off actually explaining what I played at Arkham Knights, at least the Arkham-based games, uh, in my recap. So since we last recorded, have played uh, several games. Uh, we played a little bit of Marvel Legendary. We played that right after we recorded the last episode, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, played some Game of Thrones, uh, the LCG. And then in preparation... We arrived at the Fantasy Flight pretty early on Friday, so we played a couple games up there before the entire entire event started. We learned how to play uh, Dragonfire, um, which is a deck-building D&D game where you actually kind of keep your deck and you, you earn experience and things like that and buy upgrades that way. So you kind of a quest, and you go, you get gold, and then you actually level your character. Kind of a neat little uh, twist on the deck-building style of game. Um, but Tony and I also played uh, War Chest from AEG again. Um, we both really can't get enough of that game. We have a lot of fun with it. And then also got to play The Captain is Dead from AEG, that co-op Star Trek spoof game where it's the last 10 minutes of your favorite sci-fi show and the captain has died and aliens are boarding and attacking the ship and you and the rest of the crew members have to figure out how to survive. And it's a challenging co-op game. Um and then the, the most recent LCG night, because I'm really only spending a week of gaming here, I'll uh, play some more Game of Thrones too, so. Um, what about you? Is there well, you've Harry already... Potter involved? Yes, you know that. So you stole my Legendary Marvel and we did play that together. Yep. And, yes, I did. Again, play Harry Potter. Uh, we, Me and uh, my girlfriend went over to her brother's house. Um, and anytime we go anywhere, she requires me to have it in the car just in case at any time it needs to be busted out. And since you've played it enough, have, did you, have you guys finished all the way through game seven yet? Not yet. Wow. We haven't even attempted game seven yet. So good. I know. I know. It looks really good and I understand it. You start seeing it as it progresses through the games get more and more difficult. I feel like. Once we get to that, it won't be as difficult as uh, my girlfriend thinks. She's the one mostly saying, hey, we should keep playing the first six games till we get really used to it. So then when game seven comes, we'll be ready. Um, I can see that, yeah. But we've been able to get through games one through six pretty easy. You know, except for the few hiccups here and there or bad dealt cards or anything like that. Um, But you're not going to say what you've played from Fantasy Flight in regards to Arkham Horror or any of the Arkham games. Um, I'm willing to admit that you got to bring home a copy of Arkham Horror 3rd Edition. I got to play it a few days ago, and I loved it. That was a great game, and we're going to get into why we loved it Chances are, not so much on this episode, but on our first review episode, which is going to come out slightly after this one. Right, so the plan is that we'll we'll play a whole bunch of the game, 
get our reviews, get our feels for it, and then kind of give our pros, cons, takeaways, recommendation, not recommended. Uh, you kind of, I think, spoiled that a little bit because you, you said you enjoyed a lot of it. But we need to play more and see if you can enjoy it after, you know, number play number two, three, four, six, even eight, if ten, I hate 12. it, Even if I hate what they're doing to me in the game, I'm going to love every minute of it. Right. So, yeah, that's the plan for next episode. We'll talk about that at the end, too, of um, setting up our very first review episode of a board game. The plan is it's not officially out. They released it to us at Arkham Knights a little bit early so that we had the opportunity to pick it up there, which was um, something I half expected, mainly because of two years ago, the Arkham Horror card game uh, was officially released mid-November, but then Arkham Knights in mid-October, we had the opportunity to buy a copy of it a little early. Mm -hmm. Um, Seems to be a common thread in the last couple years of trying to get something early out to the attendees. Even if it's just one of those pre-release things where, yeah, we got up two, three weeks ahead of time. Um, so, going to be able to get that review out pretty much right as the game drops in real time. So that you can actually listen to the review, see what our thoughts are, see what the differences are before you actually get your hands on your own copy and go, yes, this is something I want or I don't know anymore. Hopefully, um, that'll at least shed some light on your business, uh, buying decision mm. is my hope. The other piece is, so that's our role recap. Mm -hmm. So now we're going to go to news. Already kind of hit that news a little bit because Arkham Horror 3rd Edition is right around the corner. It is being released on November 1st. That is what the release dates say at this point. We'll see if it actually becomes a reality on November 1st. But um, if it isn't, then I would definitely say the week after that. Okay. And then also the week after November 1st, so that um, November 10th or so, is actually when Keyforge is officially being released to the retailers. So uh, take a look at your local game shops. Um, They'll be hosting, hopefully, events and things like that about Keyforge. I would say uh, if you have the ability, if you are interested and have the ability to, talk to your uh, local game store. See if you can pre-order it, because our local game store, he even told me... um, there's a lot of interest in it, yes. so he ordered quite a bit of it to make sure mm-hmm. he would have a decent amount. Right, and it's something that you may buy one deck, try it out, and then buy another and buy another, and, and try to see a couple different decks, and then you have some options of what you want to play. Because there's no deck building in that, that is pure, mm-hmm. just open and go. Uh, and part of it is how, not necessarily how to build your deck, but how to play the deck that you have and make. Um, the strengths shine and, and shore up your gameplay and the weaknesses. Um, Stonemire Games also released the Between Two Castles of uh, Mad King Ludic, which was a hybrid game of Between Two Cities, one of their games, and uh, the Castles of, uh, of the Mad King, which was a tile lane castle building game. Hmm. And they kind of like portmanteaued, smashed it together. And came up with this. Um, it looks very interesting, very exciting. I'll definitely be checking that out myself. That came out uh, the same week of Arkham Knights. So I kind of had to rel- relocate my funds one way or the other on that. And this week, as we talk today, um, is the first day of Discovery, the other unique board game from Fantasy Flight. So that's the one where... You crack it open, every game's going to be completely unique from another copy on the shelf. There's several different terrain types. You get two in the box that are randomized. 
um, the characters that you get in the box are randomized, and a lot of the stuff, like monsters, items, and stuff like that, completely randomized in each box. Uh, they use this fancy algorithm to figure out, make sure everything's playable, and when it creates a game using those set components, it deletes it from the algorithm so it can't be used again. That's why they try to keep it unique. They're doing the same thing with Keyforge. Now, you might open a box that has the same two terrain types as you know the next one you open or the one that your buddy opens, but there's guaranteed things that are going to be unique about your game versus theirs. Mm. One of the things that they're hoping for is trading and swapping of these games. Like, I've explored my game a bunch because I've played a handful of times and I'm kind of getting tired of it, but you, and you've done the same with yours, let's switch, and I'm getting a, almost like a brand new game to me and you're getting almost brand game to them i'm not exactly sure how that's going to work as far as their bottom line and selling more copies but i'm sure there's going to be people who are buying a, a second copy after a while or a third copy after a while if they really like the gameplay mm. to see what other options they may get out of it so that is what i've got in news do you have anything extra to add yeah i do officially today as we're recording um the asmoday uh, holiday sale has started. That's running from October 25th all the way until November 5th. So, definitely they have. Um, I, I took a look. There's some Fantasy Flight stuff on there. There's some other uh, stuff on there. You may find some older stock, but if you are missing certain things, it's kind of nice to see half off. And this is where I was saying I almost relapsed back into Star Wars Destiny. They have a few um, packs that are half off or boxes of packs half off. And you had to slap my hand as I was holding my phone and say, no, don't do this. That's a good friend move. Right. So, like, the Legacy Booster boxes are in half. Uh, Empire at War is half off. They've got a lot of Rune Wars on there. Um, a lot of the early second edition Game of Thrones packs are featured on there um the star wars lcgs on there um despite that game is not being supported anymore they have a lot of the old packs same thing with the call of cthulhu card game um that was kind of replaced by arkham horror the card game mm. those things are on there um but they also have some board games and things like that from plaid hat games they have some things from days of wonder they have some of the Catan Studio stuff is is in there definitely take a look there's probably something that you're interested in um from exploring the holiday sale in prior years their shipping tends to be a little bit on the high end so if you're only looking for one or two things see if you have a friend neighbor or, or someone that can go in with it on you because then you can both pay mm -hmm. a shared shipping cost opposed to a uh, a high cost for one item like if you buy like one 15 pack which is actually at 750 they're still going to charge you like six bucks shipping so you're almost back to where you were Mm -hmm. to start with so just a little things i've experienced from the from the past on them because they do charge you the the shipping costs kickstarter i nothing has shown up yet i still have a few things awaiting that i will be very excited for once they arrive but because it's kickstarter they'll get here when they get there mm. and i'll talk about them when they actually are in my 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 hands um, we talked about the Wardens on our last episode a bit. That is still continuing to go on and still, um, has 11 days to go as of today. 
So, so by the time this releases, there's still going to be... There still will be a few days left. Probably maybe a in. week, yeah. But it is 100% funded, so definitely check it out. It looks like an interesting steampunk Lovecraft game. That it definitely has my eye on it. So without further ado, let's talk about Arkham Knights. To, to color and contrast, uh, Arkham Knights is the Lovecraft Festival event up in Fantasy Flight, Roseville, Minnesota, every year, about mid-October, where all of their Lovecraft board games and card games are featured. They use this as kind of a launching point for the Arkham Horror board game 3rd edition. Um, two years ago, they launched the LCG card game at Arkham Knights. Uh, back in 2013, they used it to launch Eldritch Horror. And, and kind of so on. It's kind of like a launching point for for them on that. Um, on top of that, they use Elder Sign. They use um, the Call of Cthulhu card game is a little bit featured there. So there's always a little bit of everything. Um, the, they also use the Wrath of the Gods RPG book that they wrote um, to e- even feature some end-of-the-world scenario RPGs at the table. So overall, uh, we drove up uh, early Friday morning, got there about midday. The event kicks off at 4 p.m. on Friday this year. So we got registered, got checked in, um, and got ready to play. So upon getting in, we had our goodie bags kind of given to us as part of our entry and and cost of the event itself. It was uh, $70 this year. It was a little higher than prior years, and I'm hoping... There's a little bit more turnaround. They actually started doing some streaming this year of games. Like there was a play the third edition game with a developer that they put on stream on Saturday, as well as Mansions of Madness. They did a stream with a developer or the designer on that as well, which are kind of cool little tidbits. Um, the Mansions of Madness um, designer games were featuring the new expansion that's upcoming. Where you're on a cruise ship and... Well, you wake up in an engine room, everything's on fire, and one of you is a traitor. But none of you know who that is. And mm. you're trying to get off the sinking ship because someone sabotaged it. Fun! Yeah. So the traitor's trying to make sure people, quote-unquote, don't get off. And, and don't quite make it. And everyone else is trying to scramble and figure out who the traitor is uh, at the same time. So it's a it's a little bit of a whodunit, but also... Uh, a mad dash to the door is you only have so many times before that deck floods and you have to move on to the next level and the next level and eventually outside and then yeah even that sinks so it's it's a very fun scenario to play uh, we play the arkham horror third edition with a develop one of the designers that night um, wasn't nikki the primary designer of the game or, or of this edition but one of the additional designers that's credited in there um, so it was a lot of fun to kind of explore the game with him and kind of have like the, Hey, this is a weird interaction and have someone at the table go, this is what we intended. This is what it means. Um, goodie bags and the big f- real feature, like Arkham Horror third edition seemed to have taken over the event, um, because they, they were able to pull it off the, real big draw that they were pitching for all these months was that this was the Knights Usurper scenario for Arkham Horror, uh, the card game, which was the follow-up scenario for the Gen Con pack. Eternal Slumber. Eternal Slumber, yes. So this, you know, everything that happened at Gen Con, the Eternal Slumber, we went in and played 
because of the results of the, our, our, the Gen Con average, that was our setting, 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 that was our starting point for the Knights mm-hmm. Usurper of what we had to deal with. It was a lot of fun. It was definitely challenging. Uh, throughout the event, they recorded everybody's resolution of that because depending if you got resolution one, two, or three, the highest counted resolution would also denote what major weakness card that's going to be in a future expansion that was created. So they had kind of like three ideas and went, okay, how you guys do is going to kind of drive which one we're going with. Um, They do a lot of raffles Mm -hmm. for prizes, swag. There's um, a sci-fi bookstore in the local uh, Minnesota area that supports them. So they always kind of get donations from them to raffle off as well as promos from prior years, dice packs from prior years, things of that nature. The fun thing on Friday, they did this last year, and again this year, was the card council. Twelve participants get polled to create one card with one of the designers, and another twelve get a different card design with a different develop, uh, designer for the card game. And then they take that in their in-house printing, print it up, both cards that were created on Friday night, Give them to everybody on Saturday. That's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. They are not... They're not nice cards. Oh, yeah? Oh, man. These are the meanest cards I have seen in a while. So, the first one uh, was uh, Denthromorphosis, which is a quote-unquote natural transformation. It is one of the basic weaknesses for the game. It's both a curse and a flora, keyword... And when you draw it, you put it into your play area, and it cannot leave play while it has no damage on it. As a fast action, you can take one direct damage to deal one damage to it. And it has a damage threshold of one, so you only really need to do this once. However, while this is in your threat area, it is taking up two of your hand slots. So any weapon, any item that you had, gone when you draw this. Oh, and then, then you have to deal with getting rid of it. Um, and it's also got this really cool art with like vines and stuff coming out of this guy's forearms and he's all freaking out for it. So that's kind of the bad card that was designed. And they did this last year. There was a, a weakness card and then there was a, a positive card. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the positive card was actually a mystic card. Uh, an ally called... Uh, I'm going to butcher this name probably a lot... Not as bad, oh, probably worse than we butchered the other one. Uh, Iroquois. Uh, three cost, level two mystic card. And it uh, subtext the council's chosen. It's an ally and a sorceress. You get a plus one willpower, plus one lore. But you get a minus one willpower and a minus one lore for each weakness underneath the card. And you can kind of see where this is going. As a reaction, when you would draw a when an investigator at your location draws a non-signature weakness card, you can exhaust her, cancel that weakness's effects, and place it underneath the card. When she leaves play, you draw all the weaknesses underneath her. Ooh. So it's just delaying the inevitable. But it is an ally. She has three health and two sanity, so you can kind of keep her around for a little bit. And while it may penalize you to have there, but if you, I'll, I've always noticed the weaknesses come at the most inopportune times, and if you can stave it off for a turn or two, because and be ready for when it triggers, 
you might be better off. The extended art card that they put in our promo pack was um, Drawn to the Flame. So it was a full art copy of Drawn to the Flame. One of the most beautiful full art cards I've seen. That is that is a really pretty card. Um, they did a full art Leo DeLuca that was an alternate art. was okay. It was kind of a, a mix in the, in the people's reactions. And then the unspeakable... Um, I'm sorry, un- Unexpected Courage from last year. Mm. A lot of people didn't like, including myself, because the, the art looks a little cross-eyed on there. But this year, they did the full art Lucky mm-hmm. uh, at Gen Con, and then they did the Drawings of the Flame. And they're not doing alt art, they're taking the art that they already have and just blowing it up into like a nice full card size. I like it yeah. a lot. No, that looks great. And I really wish they would give us more than one. Yeah. Because, you know, two is a play set. It would be really nice to have two to put in a, in a deck they at a time. They at least gave... Oh, no, they only gave one of each. Yeah, for, it was one of each. Yeah. So it was... Yeah, it was kind of deceptive because you got a level zero lucky, but then you also got the leveled up version of it. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I've got two. No, you only got one of each kind. Yeah. And they did the same thing with last year with Leo, too. They, yeah. they gave both the level zero and the level one versions of them. It is what it is. Maybe they will give them out next year and I'll get an extra one. Who knows? So that was that. That was kind of Friday. Arkham Horror 3rd Edition was really fun. I enjoyed it. I got to play the same scenario that I have been playing, which was the um, Azathoth one. I'll, we actually got to play some of the other scenarios because as I was going around with demoers, they're like, I haven't played this scenario before. What do you, what do you guys think? And... I played this game about four times, five times in the weekend over like a day and a half. That's a lot of Arkham Horror in a day and a half. Um, Those who are familiar with second edition would sound like that's a ridiculous amount of Arkham Horror because that game was usually like four hours or more sometimes, um, depending on the number of players you're playing. Arkham Horror 3rd Edition, I think the longest game I played was four hours. Mm. And that was like nail-biting down to the wire rough with five players. The game's a lot faster um, than it used to be. And for the better, we'll talk a little bit more why it's faster Mm -hmm. in our review episode. So one of the other things they did over the weekend, which I I thought was really neat, because it was kind of throwing it back to the, the Arkham Horror League from 2012... They actually put a scoreboard and leaderboard up for scoring Elder Sign and Eldritch Horror. Of course, it had to come across myself of going, I want to be on that leaderboard because because I want to. Yeah. So the the first challenge that Tony and I actually came across was the Eldritch Horror. And when we, we tried to work on that, we played it, I think it was... One time went really, really south really, really fast, so we just kind of scrapped the game, because within three turns, I had actually done nothing. No, it was four turns. I I was delayed, so the next turn I really didn't get to do anything, and then the next turn after that, I kind of did the same thing, and then the turn after that, I did pretty much the same thing, and any time I rolled dice, it would be blanks, and, and nothing happened ever on my turn. And in a two-player game of Eldritch, if 50% of your investigators aren't doing anything, rough. Mm-hmm. Um, so we played a second game. It went better. Uh, we did complete it. We got a score of four. And the way Eldridge has scored is the lower, the better. And you kind of start at zero and then you add up a bunch of points and then kind of subtract some points after that. 
but literally it's the more bad things are on the board, the more points you earn, which puts you in a lower, in a bat, in a worse position, mm-hmm. um, where the good stuff, um, and the faster you can complete the game, the lower, it kind of takes that penalty off of you. So we got a score of four and I was not, we knew we could do better. So we tried it again. And ended up pulling off a whopping negative nine, Oof. which is a insanely crazy score. Because um, everything kind of just went right when it needed to. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we just have to close this gate. Done. All right, now we have to kill this monster. Okay. Get these clues. No big deal. And we never had a... N- there were some roles that didn't work out for us, but we always were able to complete what we needed to do in a timely fashion, mm-hmm. which allowed us to win the game in a very clean way. Um, rumor cards that pop up in there that are kind of persistent were like three points if you had an active rumor. We got one rid of one right away, and we were able to finish the game before the second rumor came up. So it was a really good timing of... Yes, we got it before the score would spike and, and things would go horribly south for us again. That was a lot of fun. And Fancy Flight today put up our picture. Uh, so you can actually see myself and Tony. That was two days ago. Was yeah. it two days ago? Pretty Well, no, actually it was yesterday. I messaged you and then you never responded. But I digress. Salty. We will be uh, sharing that picture on the Facebook group so people can see Justin Justin's smug face. With his negative nine score. Yeah. Uh, I was super proud of it. Yeah. Um, and then we tried our, our hand at um, Elder Sign. I swear the uh, the team just marching around that set that high score. I On my hat off to them, they had to have had a game like our Elder Tour where everything that could go right did go right 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. Because Tony and I tried, we got to about four four thousand five hundred or so, a pretty respectable score, and they were like in the six thousands. Oh wow! There's a lot more math in that scoring mechanic, but in short, it was one of those. As much as our score was an impressive for Eldritch, theirs was equally impressive for that. So, mm-hmm. kudos to both teams that end up getting those leader scores. Um. And then also on Saturday was the, and, and this will be in the pictures that Fantasy Flight put up, was their costume contest. They do this every year. A lot of people get into it. They dressed up as investigators. They dressed up as cultists. Um, we had a king in yellow. Um, the most amusing moment of that was someone came out dressed in a, as a giant shogoth. So he was in a big uh, drapey um, opaque sheet with like paper plate eyeballs attached to it everywhere. <laughs> So DIY. However, he was so large and could not see anything himself. He started this cascade of banners. And it was like this domino effect. He knocked one over, which kind of, okay, he it, it didn't fully fall over, but then tipped into the next one, which tipped into the next one, which tipped into... It was the most impressive chaos scene I've ever seen. Um, and I felt a little bit bad for the event coordinator, Jaffer, who was... Not a very lot, not a very tall man, trying to have these banners not fully collapse onto other people and like hold them against the wall. 
which I think made everybody laugh even more because it was just a a, a very live scene. Comedy of errors. Yes. Uh, it was very much like a Shogoth coming yeah. through, crashing through everything. It, it it felt a little thematic. And they they always award some um, gift certificates to those. And it's Richard Linus and Matt Newman. Uh, Richard Linus created Arkham Horror, uh, the first and second editions. And then uh, Matt Newman is the the lead designer for the card game. So mm-hmm. they're, they last year they kind of worked, you know, put their heads together to vote on the costume contest. They did it again this year. Kind of, you know, here's the one we think is the best and here's a runner-up. Sadly, the show got did not win. There was a guy who dressed up as Luke Robinson that won. Um, and then, or won the runner-up prize. And someone dressed up as Marie LeBeau. And when she actually introduced herself, completed the whole accent and backstory of Marie while talking about her her costume. Impressive. So it was super impressive, and I think that may have tipped her in the in the favor. A lot of fun. The If the show goth wasn't my favorite, there was actually a callback. There was a gentleman last year who dressed up as uh, Roland Banks, the Fed, and did a really good job, head injury, you know, and did a fantastic job with his costume. This year... He donned a rubber mask and dressed up as "quote unquote" Roland Banks the entire time during the costume contest, but then ripped his face mask, his rubber mask off, and was actually Cthulhu in disguise. So <laughs> that's I, great. It was a great callback, and I don't know if they remembered it from the year prior, but I definitely want to give that man some kudos because I remembered, and it was it was like. I saw him walking around kind of dressed like Roland. I'm like, oh, he's going to do the same costume again. Well, it was really, really good. And then he definitely blew my expectations of he did, but he didn't mm-hmm. sort of twist. So it was a lot of fun. And then they raffled off. The other events that they ran, they do run a couple special events um, mm-hmm. that you can only get there. They, they ran the Labyrinth of Lunacy for people to sign up because it's much easier for them to run 12 players at a, an event with over 100 people or 200 people mm-hmm. to, to get 12 players to play Labyrinths for three hours. No big deal. Um, the RPG I mentioned, but they also do the epic multiplayer games for uh, Eldritch, which is the Cycles of Journey. That was 16 players playing Eldritch Horror all mm. at once. I did it a couple years ago. It's complete chaos, but it's a lot of fun. Definitely, if you get the chance to do that, mm-hmm. do it once. It's a lot of fun. They did uh, a couple years ago, they were doing uh, a scenario called To the Barricades, which was the Arkham Horror 2nd Edition board game. Again, all expansions, up to 16 players, like, insanity level of time commitment, and but it's a unique experience. Uh, this year, because 3rd Edition came out, they found a way to build it up to 13 players. Hmm. normally the game is one to six players and how they used to smash the other ones it was like smash two eldritch horror copies together smash two arkham horror copies together and you get enough cards and investigators to get up to 16 players so six times two is only 12 how do you get 13 the early pre-release uh promo character ash can pete was in our goodie bags for third edition so it was the 12 investigators in the box plus the one we all got as a uh entry beautiful i did not get to decide on any of those but um a lot of people had a lot of fun with it so i'm looking forward to seeing if they can polish it up and 
do a really cool scoring event or something and fingers crossed the arkham horror board game league will come back next year for the 10th year anniversary of the event and i will go home with a champion of that because i think my pride demands it fair enough all right so i've talked a lot you've talked a lot and that's perfectly fine because I could see just by the giddiness in your face that you're very you were very excited about this. Now, the one thing I am going to ask, um, you did say that it moved from fifty dollars up to seventy dollars. Well, you didn't say; you just said it increased. It was fifty dollars this year. Was seventy dollars? Do yep. you think the price difference was worth it? Did anything feel a little bit extra this year versus previous years? Was it the same kind of thing, just a bigger crowd, so they have to work on things or I'm not sure if the value was there mm-hmm. to be perfectly honest um they they raffled off a lot more stuff this mm-hmm. year than prior years cuz they were raffling off the no- novella promos packs they were raffling off last year's cards so there was a lot of chances for wins I personally have yet to win anything except I think 5 years ago I won a set of dice once mm-hmm. like I keep wanting to, they, they print off the Cycle of Eternity's maps, which is like this huge poster-sized map of the world with the Elder Chore board on it. Because if you have 16 players, you need a really big map to make it work. Mm. Um, and every year they've raffled that off, I've wanted it, and I've never won it. Um, and then they had some play mats and stuff that they were like four foot by four foot, which are bigger than their standard play mats. Um, that they have raffled off in the past, and they didn't do that. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out where the extra money kind of went. Mm-hmm. It's not something I'm upset about paying that much to go, because I always have a great time up there. I just don't know if the value was justified in the... There wasn't anything extra I got this year that I didn't get last year Okay, out of it. So I, mean, I, I don't see where that to pick up this bad boy, uh, Arkham Horror Third Edition, right? Which I still early, to, which you I still, still had to pay for, for. But yeah, if if it was something like secretly included in there, or we got a a discount or, or deal on it, or something like mm-hmm. that nature, okay, maybe I would be less, or at least not necessarily upset. I'm not really upset about it, but understanding of the increase, mm-hmm. um, honestly. I think they had more demoers and a lot more staff floating around. And they also had the streaming. So I'm wondering if some of those have hidden costs that mm. I don't necessarily know about that may have been factors in in that price jump. Fair enough. And you, um, so with that $70 that you spent, um, you said you got a goodie bag. Uh, what exactly came in that goodie bag? We already heard the promo character... So you get the couple things out of it. It was the Invocation 2018 playmat. So you got a playmat. You got the Knight's Usurper scenario, which had the Drawn to the Flame um, extra card in it. You got um, your... Technically, it wasn't in the bag when they gave it to you, but you got your two card console cards on Saturday. Um, they gave away two um, of the Elder Sign promos in there. 
which were actually from the old novels that if you mailed, there was like a mail-in order. If you mailed it in and paid shipping and handling, they would give you these promo cards. So they gave those two in there. Um, the Daniela Mechanic character that they came up with on some of the more recent expansions, they made a Elder Sign version of her and tossed her in the bag. Um, and then 10 green Arkham Horror dice, uh, which have the Elder Sign on the f- uh, fives and sixes. Oh, I saw those. Those are nice. So they, they make those dice, but in various colors. Mm-hmm. Um, normally you can buy them in, I believe it's on like an ivory or possibly black color. Mm-hmm. Um, and then over the years, they've made some green ones. They've made... Uh, purple ones for Eldritch Horror, which are super hard to get, apparently. Um, so they've made different versions of these dice that have that, that Elder sign on the successes for the game. Fair enough. Um, and then, the last thing I have to ask you, for anyone who has an interest in Arkham Horror, in um, any of the Fancy Flight, HP Lovecraft-themed themed games... Would you say this is worth it? Is this something that you can enjoy as a casual fan? Would it be something that um, you would suggest more towards someone who is a hardcore fan of the series? Um, What kind of level of experience would you suggest for someone who wants to do this? I would personally suggest that you should have some invested interest in at least one of the games. So there's a lot of stuff going on for the card game. Mm -hmm. So if you're big on the card game, a lot of the promos were geared towards that. So you can get a lot more of your goodie bag towards that. Now, of course, there's a third-party market where if you weren't really a big fan of the card game, you can sell those promos for a really big price point right now because people are really gravitating towards it. One of the issues with Arkham Knights is it's U.S.-based, so there's no worldwide presence for it. People come out of country to go to this event. Oh, wow. Right. Um, and they fly in from... We had people from East and West Coast represented all across the states. Kind of, It was kind of interesting seeing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but my big thing is you should be probably invested in one of the games. The card game, the board game, um, Mansions of Amanda, something. Something in the game line should probably be in your wheelhouse before you go. Benefit is... They have stacks upon stacks of demo games, and they have their demo team out. And you can meet other people, play games. It's all very open and casual, and for the most part. So if you are a card game player and are interested in the board game, great, you can grab that. You want to play Elder Sign, you want to... there are people there that will teach you to play it, and you get to experience it as all part of the event. So you can be pretty casual, um, but I think you should have at least some interest in the in the product or at least Mm -hmm. a piece of the product before you go good all right any other questions for me no that's you covered quite a bit in your mad ramblings but well it's true but yeah it's Mm -hmm. it's what i've I've done for many years and i always try to set the time aside and to do it because i really do have a lot of fun doing it so good that's all I have for Arkham Knights on this episode. Like like we said in the beginning, we'll be talking about Arkham Horror 3rd Edition and doing our review for it in our next episode, which will 
kind of line up a little faster than what we want to release. We were, we're, we're trying to get to a bi-weekly release cycle, but mm-hmm. with editing and, and recording and catching up and all these fun things happening, we're trying to get them as, as it's hot. So mm-hmm. that means our, our episodes are coming a little bit faster than we initially anticipated. Yeah, if we have events or anything like this, um, we're going to try sticking with that bi-weekly release. But once it starts, not necessarily once it starts, we're going to try to keep with that bi-weekly release. But if something does happen, if something comes up, something's released, anything that we feel like you need to know as soon as possible or or uh, anything of that nature... We may just let a extra episode slip out here and there. So, right. Um, but we do have a very exciting announcement. We're going to be doing our first giveaway. Absolutely. I so. thought it was a very appropriate thing that I got the Arkham Horror Third Edition board game, and that we uh, get a co- an extra copy and raffle it off to our listeners. So, uh, in order to be eligible for this giveaway, you do have to uh, find us on Facebook tabletop arcanum like our page we will be putting out a post with the explanation of the giveaway i just like our page share the post make sure your friends know and you can spread. go home with your own uh copy of the game spread the word tell your friends the benefits of cthulhu and the reasons why you should let him into your home and you too can come home with a copy of the third edition game beautiful so that, I believe, is going to wrap it up. Some future projects um, brought up on the last episode. Because of Arkham Knights, I kind of had to uh, delay it. Um, still working on the working on the uh, not-censored, um, spoilery style playthrough for Pandemic Season 2. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as some other fun stuff. So uh, the idea is that we want to release that as side content and not necessarily main episodes so that we can continue the main episode trend and then like you said toss out some of these extra things that we're doing as extra content so exactly that's it for justin yeah that's it for ricky uh and just remember uh rolling die gathers no moss what a rolling stone gathers no moss it's funny oh Laugh, Justin. Ha, ha, ha. You've been listening to Tabletop Arcanum, hosted by Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, and featuring the original music by Paul Moore and Isaac Gilbert. You can follow us on most social media platforms. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. Thank you.